everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase Dark Dice, a free horror actual play podcast. Chills and thrills await in this creepy campaign, brought to life with a fully original soundtrack. Follow the heroes as they try to survive the exhaustion, stress, and cold in Domain of the Nameless God, the show's first season. Each new season will follow a new story and cast, including a mix of first-time players and folks you might recognize, like Jeff Goldblum, Lily Pichu, and Jasper William Cartwright. Combat is edited to be condensed and enjoyable, while still playing true to the dice rolls. Every terrifying monster feels like it's actually in the room with you. Dark Dice is available for free however you listen to podcasts, or at darkdice.com. So ask yourself, do you seek him? This episode is brought to you in part by BroadlyEpi.com. Whether you want to level up your public health or programming skills for free, want to rent a scientist, or just keep up to date with some of the latest research in public health, go check out BroadlyEpi.com. They also offer custom software solutions for both quantitative and qualitative data analysis and have some tools ready-made on the website. BroadlyEpi.com. Epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello, listeners. This is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Brought to you by Twin Strangers Productions. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for our Q&A session. Before we start, a little housekeeping. We had a lot of questions that overlapped or some people send in multiple questions. So instead of reading out names as we go, I'm going to give a big shout out now to some of the people who wrote in. Thank you to AMC, who has been ceaselessly supportive of this show, and she did not let us down when the Q&A rolled around. AMC is the creator of The Vesta Clinic, a gorgeous, heartwarming show about doctors in space. I unofficially consider The Vesta Clinic our sister show. We started at around the same time, have a similar episode format, and I just really love the show. So if you haven't gone ahead and caught up with their first season yet, go ahead and do it. I promise you'll love it, and their finale is on its way very soon. We also got some questions from Melvis, who you might know as Daniel Powell on Tumblr. They also have an absolutely fantastic Tell No Tales playlist on Spotify called The Dead Don't Bite. So definitely look that up. I think it's amazing. Thanks so much, Mel. Thank you as well to Foe, who is the creator of The Aberrant Report, a wonderfully queer show about the supernatural Perfect for people who like Tell No Tales, but thought, 
huh, I wish they all had fewer morals. Foe has been absolutely lovely. Seriously, go check out the Aberrant Report. It's such creepy, chaotic, queer fun, and you won't regret it. And finally, thank you to Lou Sutcliffe, the creator of the Pantaloon Society, which honestly is such a fresh and exciting show. It's got secret societies, supernaturally powerful clowns, and eldritch horrors. The whole show just has this creepy gothic circus vibe running through it, and Lou's performance throughout is phenomenal. I highly recommend. Okay, thanks for bearing with me, everyone. Time for the Q&A. Yeah, no, hi, I'm Leanne. I voice Leo and write and produce Tell No Tales. Hi, I'm Asher. Uh, I voice Frank uh, in Tell No Tales and also Edna and someone whose name I've embarrassingly forgotten, but he's really great <laughs> on Scottish. <laughs> Uh, I'm Shannon. I voice Julia. Cool. I I will start with the uh, the character questions because those are ones that are more easily done between everyone. Um, the first one is how much do the characters and their VAs have in common? You want to go with Leo first? Yeah. Sure. Uh, <laughs> Leo is an accidental massive self insert. Um, I have been <laughs> informed this by uh, my best friend of like. 20 plus years so it I have to consider it true um I do however I have given Leo a bunch of like my worst qualities um and then also made them a much nicer person in general so I'm not sure how that kind of disagree there that is not true (laughs) I've, I've given them all my like really annoying sort of like like they're a bit they're a bit self centered they sort of have a tendency to like get too wrapped up in their project and like kind of forget that other people have lives and stuff but I've also made them very like justice driven you are justice driven you're also just very sleepy and that's okay <laughs> I'd say the the biggest Leanne Leo crossover is uh their sleeping pattern <laughs> <laughs> the, the difference there I've given Leo like very minor tweaks to like not be me they have a terrible sleeping pattern but they also just don't sleep rather than what I do, which is I go to sleep at 6am and then I still sleep for like 12 <laughs> hours. Whereas Leo just, if they go to sleep at 6am, that's it. They're, they're up for another, you know, three days straight. Um, I guess the biggest similarity between Julia and Shannon is we're both um, incredibly beautiful, almost illegally so. <laughs> that checks out, yeah. <laughs> I did, when casting Julia, I was like, who among my friends is A, comfortable in front of a mic, because Shannon has done a D and D live stream. Um, <laughs> would you like a shout out for that? By the way, I can't tell if it's. Uh... I mean, it ended several years ago. But, like, but... <laughs> is it like still accessible? <laughs> Are the old videos still out there for people to watch? Oh yeah, they're real on YouTube. Please don't look them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will not say the name then. That's okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, who who is like comfortable in front of a mic already and who is going to be most at home playing like flirty and basically just a Leo son, like from the top. <laughs> Leanne is talking stuff and they're not like children of the main character of the book. <laughs> yeah, it did take me a moment. I was like, that's a very interesting dynamic going into season two, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, um, Leo conveniently is not a Leo, but, uh, but Julia 100% is. <laughs> it felt very important to her characterization. <laughs> She's also far, far, far more intelligent than me, though. She got the brains. 
I disagree. I just think she turns her intelligence to more like academically acceptable endeavors rather than, for example, Mothman. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, it is very dubious to make a presentation on Mothman. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I I would like to think that there's not really that many similarities between me and Frank, but unfortunately, I've done the quiz that you created, which is which <laughs> Tell No Tales character you are, and I did get Frank, so there have to be some in there. And I can only think it's it's about the melodrama and the queer coding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's always about the queer coding. It's always... you very you very suave as well. <laughs> I no, I I'm so awkward. I am not at all as Machiavellian and suave as uh, as Frank is, though maybe that's something I should be working towards. Not quite as evil, maybe, but you know that level of high camp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was about to say something very stupid. <laughs> I was about to say, "Well, you both the same velvety voice." I'm gonna I'm gonna also answer on behalf of uh, Phil for Riley. I originally wrote Riley with no idea who was going to play them. And then when Phil was like recording, he kept jumping in with like, I don't think Riley would say that that's too boring. Um, (laughs) We're going to, we're going to change this line because like I would write lines that would just have no purpose other than like to forward the plot slightly. And Phil would be there to be like, "Mm -mm, no, no, we need some flair to this. Uh, So (laughs) Riley became increasingly Phil throughout the, uh, throughout the recording process. And also because Phil is also a scouser I just, like, I think I peppered in a couple of lines about how Riley is, um, like, they went to school together and they've known each other for, like, ten plus years. So that's an overlap there between mine and Phil's, like, being friends since, I think, like, year nine. The grossest year. <laughs> it really is. That was also <laughs> the year that I, um, I don't know if Phil would appreciate me uh, saying this online, so um, we'll, we'll see if this gets cut out. But uh, it's also the year that I got really, really <laughs> sick with appendicitis. A month after I broke up with Phil because we dated for a little while um, and he didn't come and visit me in the hospital because he was scared of my dad. <laughs> hey, you broke your appendix, but you broke his heart. So. <laughs> uh, the next one is, if you could play any other character in the show, who would it be? I don't know. I'm really self-obsessed. I really like Julia. <laughs> I think... I think um, Frank would be the most fun to play. Frank is a hoot, not going to lie. <laughs> I agree. Even just, like, recording lines with Asha during, like, especially that finale episode, I was supposed to be recording my lines synchronously, and I just I had to go and record them separately because the whole time I was just too sort of focused on, like, oh, my God, this is so cool. They're doing this so well. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the excellent material I have to work with. <laughs> You do do it so good, though. Not to, like, not to fangirl in your name, but you just do such a good job. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. I love as well, like, I have to add that when I was kind of, like, brainstorming and I was, like, talking to Asha because I was like, look, you're you're a theatre kid. I know you've got this. Who do you want to play? And immediately they were like, the bad guy. I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> Villains are just so much fun. You don't. You just, they get all of the, the parts which are full of excess, full of drama, you know, they don't usually get the bits that are just like, oh, bumbling along, filling time kind of thing. Not that there really is much of that, but it, yeah, no, it's just, it's just great to be evil. So 
I don't know, yeah, if I wasn't voicing Frank, I don't know, I'd want to give Leo a go. Leo is a, is a treat. Leo is such a great character and just gets to do so much fun things like be really happy, but also have scenes where they're just totally miserable. And that just <laughs> sounds like fun. <laughs> I think, I think I'd like to give, uh, Riley a try. Mm. I think I'd quite enjoy playing the, um, the best friend with all the common sense and also all the like, like the quips and stuff. Mm. That is the one that jumps in and is like, Hey, actually, maybe, maybe we're being idiots and maybe we should fix that rather than playing the idiot the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm interested in this one. Um, the, uh, the next question is for anyone who doesn't know how season two is gonna go, what's on your season two bingo card? Okay, I want Frank to get slapped big time. (laughs) (laughs) I like, like it would be great if it was, if it would be Leo, because that, that would show some real growth, but I don't think it's going to be. I think it would be Riley and Julia. At the same time, or one after another, like, <laughs> right in the right in the chops. I love that. Is this is this something we want to happen, or something we think will happen? Neither, both. I mean, one is obviously let Julia say cook twenty twenty three. That's in there. Let Julia say cook in we made it into the second to last episode. I uh, I, I censored a lot of stuff that we recorded during that session, but um, the cook <laughs> stayed in. <laughs> But I want one per season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah, no, Cook is uh, Cook is Julia's catchphrase now. Thank you, thank you. That's my pick. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. Something I would like is a is a really scary ghost. Scary for no reason. Just scary. I want a real, a real. Give them me ten episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like a ghost who. Not because they were evil in life, but just now they're dead is taking the opportunity to be spooky and scary as shit, just for the laugh. That checks out, yeah. I um, <laughs> I did intend to start this show as a horror podcast. Um, I got two episodes in, made them vaguely creepy, and then was like, okay, what if instead, hear me out, what if the ghosts just need a hug? Just an idea. <laughs> <laughs> That maggot ghost was very creepy. I've I've mm, I've yeah. had lots of uh, horrified messages about the maggot ghost. I'm quite proud of that. <laughs> <laughs> I think the next one we're gonna do we can do like a rapid fire the next handful because they're quite quick. Sort of what would your character's favorite X Y Z be? So what's your character's go to drink order? Um, and they specify like alcohol, coffee, or otherwise. I think Julia loves the mimosa. <laughs> I reckon she's she's a high alcohol content, high not tasting alcohol drink kind of person. I could see that. I think if Frank is around people doing the Frank act, he orders something like really boring, like whiskey <laughs> on the rocks. But I think if like out and about, he's like, oh, it's time to take advantage of having lived to the new age and just gets like whatever drink involves the most like most different components in this is living (laughs) tasting weird things and that kind of thing this is this is proof that i'm alive and i will continue to live and it ends up just being nasty and pink and probably like has some (laughs) horrible energy drink or something in there i like the idea that that frag seems very sort of uptight and like i don't know frank-esque in modern day times but i i i suspect that you know taken back a couple centuries and uh i think he'd have been a bit fruity in his day like i just think <laughs> i think he'd have been a bit of a dandy you know 
I think he definitely thinks of himself as the wild child, but it's just <laughs> what a wild child is has grown around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leo's is already canon established as black coffee. Uh, because they're boring and they just want caffeine into their system as quickly as possible. Um, <laughs> however, I think for like alcohol order, I think they'll just get whatever anyone buys for them. I think they're too nervous to be like, oh, actually, I'll have a, they'll be like, whatever you're having, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Next one is, um, the person who sent this said they were joking, but I'm choosing to ignore that part. Cats, dogs, or birds? Birds. Julia would like birds. They're smart. They can talk to you. You can teach them things. They can fly. They got beaks. <laughs> birds. <laughs> that sure is a description of a bird. <laughs> I I do agree. Actually, I was I was thinking the same thing for Riley, but I think Julia and Riley are probably the most similar in personality. So, like, I was thinking that Riley would probably love birds on the basis of like playing pranks on people. Like, I think they would get a parrot. And, like, teach it weird things just to, like, put it in people's houses. <laughs> and when I say people, I mean Leo specifically. <laughs> I think Frank is birds as well. I think the more exotic and unethical to own, the better. <laughs> <laughs> that checks out, yeah. I think I think Leo says cats because they want to think that they're super, like, independent. But I think really what they just want is a dog to love them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, this one's a bit more abstract, but everyone's favourite colours. Shannon's favourite colour is orange. <laughs> <laughs> What's a real science-y colour? <laughs> what colour makes you guys think science? <laughs> oh, you could go for, like, Something obscure that you would have to explain every time. Is vermilion the colour that everybody thinks is a, is, is a colour but is actually a different colour? <laughs> you know, there's this colour and it's like bright yellow, but it, everybody thinks it's blue. Yeah. I didn't um, know about that. You do? You know what I'm talking about? I'm not crazy. Uh, yeah. I, no, I know. I've heard it. I, like, I know what you're talking about. I'm sure I've discussed it before, but I can't remember which one it is. I'm going to Google vermilion. I'm Googling it right now. (laughs) Googling (laughs) random sound. What what do you think chartreuse is? What does chartreuse bring up colour-wise? I think that's the one I'm thinking of. The the, the greedy yellow. That's it. That's Julia's favourite colour because I think she'd be fascinated by the whole, like, why do our minds assume it's this, but really it's, you know? (laughs) I Yeah, no, I support that wholeheartedly. Thank you. (laughs) And also, it's the colour of acid, like science. <laughs> <laughs> because as we know, all science is just pouring acid into beakers and going, interesting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think Frank's favourite colour is black. I think that's, like, the majority of his wardrobe. And then he's got, like, a whole little evil little speech prepared for when someone's like, actually, that's a shade, not a colour. <laughs> he goes into, like, well, what is a colour, really? And all of that. And he's just... <laughs> It's had hundreds of years to perfect this pretentious little front that he's got going on. <laughs> I think I think Leo's would be Is it white that's technically all of the colours? Yeah. That's yeah, and and they'd be like, Oh, but you know, like it's not showy about it. Uh I think I think that would be Leo. I've also this is this is just a side note headcanon for me. I've headcanon that Leo like dresses very boring just all the time. Mostly because I wear such like absurdly bright shirts and colours and stuff. 
I think Leo is like too embarrassed to do that. So I think they'd be like, oh yeah, like my favorite color is white because it's 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 all the colors, but I don't have to wear all the colors. <laughs> the last one is um, what is Leo's favorite animal? We've kind of done favorite animals, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there anyway. Is like what is everyone's favorite animal that you might not own as a pet? I think Frank really likes that one species of moth that technically dies over winter <laughs> and then like comes back to life in spring. I think he's like, that's so me. <laughs> I'm exactly like that horrible little moth. I do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's so on brand. I love that. <laughs> I think Julia would uh, her favorite animal would probably be something quite conventional, like a clocker or something, but she'd like it for a weird reason that I don't know, because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> There's this fucked up biological fact about them. <laughs> and also they're cute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit stuck on what Leo's would be. I feel like it would be like something kind of fragile. Do you think like like a panda kind of thing? Like Yeah. Something something they can rally against, you know, or something they can rally toward. Were there any ghost ideas that didn't make it into the show? And can you share them with us? Yes, and kind of no. Um <laughs> <laughs> So like there's a bunch of ghosts I still have ideas for, but there's still gonna be I'm going to still try and stick as much as possible to the, like, the case file format, like, one ghost per episode kind of thing for seasons two and hopefully three, if that ever happens. So I'm hopefully going to use most of them. But no, there's a ton because I just, like, collect them as I go. Just there's an entire notes app page of just things like I'll I'll give some of them a... I can just give like the the previews for, but there's just some of them have like proper notes next to them of like this is why they do it and this is who they are, and some of them are just you know bus ghost, amusement park ghost, Eurovision ghost, things like that <laughs> that I have like zero sort of. I was just like that'd be fun to do. Um, so yeah, there's going to be a ton more. Is there anything that didn't make it into the show that you wish had? Um, I have a very specific answer for this one, actually, which is a scene that is also in my notes app somewhere of um, that was going to take place like around the warehouse episode that um, ended up not turning out this way because Frank didn't join until later in the episode. But it was going to be Riley, Leo, Julia and Frank all hiding out in like a cupboard to get away from the uh, <laughs> the, the amalgamation thing. Um, and it involved like basically a conversation of like, what's everyone going to do when this is over? Um, and it turned into a conversation about like coming up with punny drag names and Julia and Riley's, um, suggestions were just getting increasingly dirty. And then Frank jumped in with one and I just, it was just like a super silly thing that I had so much fun writing. And I'm like, I still kind of want to, still kind of <laughs> want to work that in somehow. I'm not going to lie. I just would have had so much fun watching everyone like perform the, Frank, to varying <laughs> degrees of like horror and respect. <laughs> I don't know. My answer is now that I just want that. <laughs> um, but like, in addition to that, though, honestly, like, it really feels like there's nothing that much missing from season one, I guess. So I don't know. There's not much that I'm like, ah, oh, it would have been so good if 
if this had happened or or whatever because it's just like I just really like the podcast. I know I'm in it, but I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could go back and do any part of the process differently, what would you change? For sure, how we did the recording. Um, because I got, I've never done voice acting before and I got super nervous recording my lines in front of other people and would go back and record my lines separately after recording with as many people as we can at the time. Um, so I would want to like actually get over that and just learn to act in front of other people like most actors have to do. Um, and I would probably, uh, just be a better sound editor. Um, which I like, I can feel myself getting faster as like over the course of the season, which I assume means I'm getting better. Um, but like there were some, like the first few episodes I ended up redoing before we even released because there were just things that I just didn't consider. Like the fact that if you introduce silence between, between words as just a way to increase the pause between words, the silence is noticeable as silence because room tone exists and there is always going to be a little bit of white noise and it just sounded really really weird when they just it just went to dead silence and i had to go back and like copy and paste a ton of like room tone <laughs> into the gaps that i'd made and like there's just like little sort of like i'm by no means a sound editing expert and i've probably learned it all wrong in the sense that like i've probably learned the more complicated workarounds to try and get the result that i want because i don't know like the correct way to do things but i have learned a lot more than i did when i started because it was literally just i had made a magnus archives fan episode um which i think i made asha listen to um it was i was like i'm gonna record a statement for the magnus archives i'm gonna i'm gonna write a statement just to test my like horror writing ability and then i was like hey but what if i like write like a fluffy dialogue bit afterwards and what if, when reading it out for Asha, I voice Tim and Martin and John? Um, and then what if I like add some sound effects and like pitch my voice up and down to play all the characters? And then I was like, fuck it, what if I make a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so like, is that how this was born? Literally, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I had a lot of fun doing that. I might, uh, do some more of that. Maybe like at least 25 episodes. <laughs> But yeah, that like Magnus Archives fan episode was my only experience sound editing up until like starting on episode one. So I would probably uh maybe spend a bit more time getting to know how to sound edit before I dove into a 25 episode season. <laughs> well, how was the shift to recording with multiple people since a lot of the beginning was just you? For me, it was like it was so much fun. But a lot of the problem was that we only had two mics and they were also different brands of mic. Um, <laughs> which did make editing like a bit more difficult. Um, but yeah, like I had so much fun being in the room while other people were doing their lines. Like the, the sessions, the just like all evening sessions that we had with Shannon and Phil in that like blanket fort with our pizza was like so much fun, which you can tell from the fact that we just got increasingly giggly towards the end. Um, <laughs> which is how, uh, certain words ended up in the podcast <laughs> that I ended up having to try and cut out in editing <laughs> because I was like, no, no, I can't be a podcast that says jizz. I can't do it. <laughs> but, but at the time we were just like, we were just so giggly and we were having so much fun that like Phil was like, oh God, I think Riley would say it. And eventually I was like, oh, okay, I'll allow it. 
I way preferred recording with with you two. Like when you came over to like my house and we did it just at my little dining room table, I just felt so awkward. Like like I was like doing an interview for someone that I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) But then I did I did feel very guilty at your house in the blanket floor. (laughs) Just Phil and I manically chanting just Yeah. On the plus side, that makes up like ninety percent of the blooper reel as it currently stands. <laughs> there is that. In our defence, you can't put anyone of any age in a blanket for chip and pizza and expect them to act like adults. It's not going to happen. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed the recording. Like, obviously, for the people that you're recording with up in Newcastle, it was like a bit different. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I had no idea what it was going to be like. I had no idea what was expected, and then it was just. It was just fun. Like I think we we had to do them fairly quickly. I think to get them in whilst you were still up. Mm. So I expect a blanket for next time. I suppose is what I'm saying. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. It was just. It was just a treat. It was so much fun. The next one's really cute. I'm going to read it word for word because it's really sweet. It, the question is just, I really hope you've had a moment where you've realised that you've made something fantastic. When did that hit for you all? That is so cute. Yeah, I don't know who asked this question, but they are a sweetheart, and I hope they have all nice things in life. Mm-hmm. I am almost certain, I will need to go back and double check, but I'm almost certain that that was uh, AMC, mm-hmm. um, who is the creator of the Vesta Clinic. And, like, I gave a shout out that I'll put at the start of the episode, but, like, she has just been so nice. Like, it's just every Sunday. It's just us doing our <laughs> audio drama Sunday threads, just hyping each other up every time someone puts out a new episode. But yeah, no, I, 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 I don't think I had a, a moment until I read that. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> I don't know. I think for me, like, when I realised that I was, like, involved in something really cool was, like, I think when I listened to the first episode, I don't know whether it was, like, I can't remember if you sent it to me ahead of time or whether I, that was one of the ones that I listened to, like, when it came out. But it was just like, oh shit, this is just, this is a podcast that I would listen to and I'm going to be in it later on in the series. Like, that's, that's insane. That's really, really cool. This, this might sound stupid. I don't think it hit for me for a while because I was just like, because Julia doesn't come into it for like quite a while, I was just listening to episodes being like, damn, this podcast's really good. Without ever like clicking that, I was like, wait, Leanne made this podcast, isn't she? <laughs> you know, I just listened to it on my walk to Sainsbury's to get my onions. <laughs> totally forgetting that it's the thing that you made because it just sounds so good and professional and it's just so amazing. So, yeah, it didn't quick click until I was like, oh shit, wait, that's my voice. Why is my voice in this podcast? <laughs> Reading out that question was actually just a ruse to make you both say nice things about my show. <laughs> <laughs> very smart (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just gonna i'm gonna bunch the last two questions up into one um so the question is basically what is your favorite and least favorite part of making the show and for me i'm i'm gonna just dive right in there with dialogue editing i do not like i'm not a very good (laughs) director um and i don't have very good like mic etiquette um because I'm so new to voice acting and I've never directed before. So most of the dialogue editing process is just listening to parts of the recording that aren't actually takes and just sifting through those 
and then trying to spend ages, especially in ones with like episodes with multiple characters, going through and lining them up exactly to make them sound like speech. Like I didn't hate it, but it just it was like ninety percent of the work that went into it was just lining up something that Phil says and then lining up something <laughs> that I say and just trying to make them sound like two people having a conversation. Uh and it's harder than you think. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part was uh recording with everyone. Um I, I know I've already said it, but like it was just so much fun, it made it feel a lot less like I was just plowing through and making this thing that nobody cared about because like other people were reading the things that I wrote and people were reading them really well and it just made me very happy and excited oh, to shucks. start actually releasing it. <laughs> <laughs> I think my my least favourite part was definitely waiting for some of the episodes to come out, um, specifically the ones that I was in, because all of that time, and there was quite a long time, I think, between recording, and I'm in quite a lot of the later episodes of the season, so I had plenty of time to listen to other people do really well and be like, oh god, oh god, am I going to have messed it up? Also, specifically for Jeremy, I was like absolutely convinced that when I listened to it, it was going to be the worst Scottish accent that had ever happened and that I was going to be just slaughtered by any Scottish person who had listened to the podcast. I no longer think that. <laughs> At least not too, not, not too much anyway. <laughs> I especially, like I wrote Jeremy for you because I remember watching you perform as Alan in Camp Camp um, <laughs> at, uh, at Newcastle University Drama Fest, uh, where you were just, your like, campy scottish accent was just so much fun thank you um <laughs> if anyone does come to murder me for that accent i'll i'll, I'll direct <laughs> them to you <laughs> yeah no i'll take yeah i'll accept that <laughs> maybe we should just get julia to do a load of accents in season two so you could feel better about you <laughs> <laughs> oh if you could that would be lovely thank you <laughs> um i think my favorite part was yeah it was recording it was so it was a lot of fun like being involved in doing audio dramas and that kind of thing is something that I've been like interested in for a while, but not to the, but in the kind of like, oh, that's just something that people who aren't me do. Like that's, you know, that's just like, that's like being an actor. Nobody does that. And then actually getting to, to be involved in it and for it to be for a podcast, like I said, that I would just listen to anyway was really awesome. You were the one that got me into audio dramas, actually. You are the one. I listened to the Bright Sessions. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, like I stumbled on the Bright Sessions because I found um, the Infinite Noise audiobook. And I was like, huh, this is related to a podcast. And I listened to it. And I was like, that was nice. I'll never listen to another one of those again, though. Uh, and then you were like, hey, have you heard of the Magnus Archives? Um, so, yeah, this is entirely your fault. <laughs> Excellent. I'll take that. <laughs> My least favourite part, hearing me. <laughs> not that I just like hearing me, it's just I got so used to not hearing me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not meant to be here. Go away, Shannon. <laughs> um, and then my favourite part, obviously recording. Uh, but I think also just because, don't know if you guys noticed, um, probably no one listening to this has but like there was this like pandemic thing for like the last few years. <laughs> we had to stay in our house for ages and not see. Yeah, do you remember that? <laughs> and so just getting to like do something collaboratively with people was just so mm. lovely. Leanne, you yeah. saved me from the pandemic. <laughs> Finally, the last one is just uh, asking for any ideas of when season two might be out. Um, which I have like a as of yet unofficial timeline for it 
which please nobody hold me to this because things might go wrong. But my idea is basically if all goes well is to try and crowdfund in February um, because I would like to put out a casting call for season two's ghosts so that I can afford to pay actors in a casting call because so far everyone has been very, very lovely working for free because you're all my friends and you've been really generous with your time and your skills. But I feel a lot less comfortable doing that when putting out a casting call. And so I just want to make sure that everyone gets at least paid a little bit for the work they're going to put into it. And February seems like the best time to do that because we're in a cost of living crisis and the holidays <laughs> are coming over up. by February. <laughs> <laughs> less, less that it'll be over by February and more that uh, the combination of cost of living crisis and like Christmas is probably not a good combination for people to go, yeah, I've got a spare 20 quid. Yeah, you can have that. Like, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to wait a little while, uh, for people to recover from December and hopefully be able to do that. And then the plan is if we can do a casting call, like immediately afterwards and just dive straight in and have like it essentially ready to go by like a couple months later, releasing around the same time that season one was this year. That's the that's the dream. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's it. The that, last is, that is that is not it. I can, <laughs> I can see three more questions sitting on our little question document. Does Leo wear wigs? No. Will Leo wear wigs? Maybe. When will Leo wear wigs? <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have anything? burning that they would like to say before we all leave to go prepare for Bake Off. Um, I hope Let's do your Bake Off 2023. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, you say your, you say your genuine thing. No, no, no. Mine wasn't genuine either. I was just going to say that I hope in season two Frank gets to prove that ghosts do in fact bite. <laughs> I'm already, I'm already pre-planning the, the slight change to the, to the end credits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining for my silly little Q&A. We have definitely aid some cues. Now let's all go watch Shabira win Yeah. Woo! <laughs> <laughs>